What's up, DGens? Welcome to another episode of Kyabogenesis, Trial by Fire. Please make sure you check out our Twitter, at Kyabogenesis, for all updates pertaining to the show. Now, let's get it started. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Nine God, and welcome to another episode of Kyabogenesis, Trial by Fire. With me, always, from the Kyoba team, we have Melon Apple. Oh, I missed the intro. The Chief Justice of the Underground Citadel himself, Melon Apple. I'm going to have to edit that out later. And with us today... Oh, come on, I got to do it. (laughs) And with us today, we have a very special guest. We have the Mutant Mono Rats. Or, if you're a gamer, you're MMR. But with them, we have uh, Lucky and Lucas, and I missed the other name, but... If you guys want to introduce your guys self to the audience and then kind of explain what your project's about. Of course, man. Of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Lucas, or Lucky, but Red, actually. I'm going to call myself in the space. I just got the Lucky name, to be honest, because like the first two projects I went into, I got rocked. Um, that's why I'm thinking I'm pretty lucky with that. Um, so yeah, I'm the CFO, basically, of Mutant Minor Rats. Uh, we around thing from... To- beginning of December but really pulled off in April with my onboarding of course and we are one of the kind of crypto mining and the NFT Solana space actually like a whole brand evolves around passive income uh, getting money getting real life cash flow to your NFTs not some hype shit to be honest but we are builders really are real life builders and so a whole main message and we are actually minted to be honest I think a few weeks ago with our mutant tools, which is the beginning of our whole journey, but we are ready to rock and roll with our main mint in July. And with me, my favorite CEO, Zane, is also on board. Hey, Zane. Thank you, Lucas. So my name is Zane. I'm the CEO and founder of Mutant Matter Rats. I'm a 23-year-old renewable energy engineer, so that's my profession. And hopefully that's one of the skills I'm going to transfer into this mine we're going to set up in Dubai. So yeah, Lucas just said we sold out our Mutant Miner Tools collection. Essentially, what the tools provide you with is they give you access to the passive income or aka the mining profits we're going to produce. And um, when you, we're launching the main collection now in July. And these rats, you have to dual stake them and combine them with the tools. And then that's the only way you can access our mining profits. And we had a successful mint. Um, we're looking to have another successful one. Currently, we just released our white paper. And... Um, we're focusing on building up the whitelist for the upcoming mint. Uh, we let the last one go to public. We got boated to shit, so we're not trying to have that again. So we're really just trying to build up the biggest whitelist we can and get as much uh, attention, as many fresh faces into the project as possible. So, yeah, back to you, Cabo. You know, so doing this, the space, man, it's put my life like into perspective. You know, I go through my whole life, I've I've met, you know, some smart people, a couple here and there. And now doing these spaces, like, shit, man. There's so many more smart people in the world, and it's, you guys make me all feel dumb. We got, we have lawyers, doctor, or what was the other guy, Melon? We have a aerospace engineer and lawyer. Aerospace engineer, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I've, I've never met any of these type of people in my life. Now it's like, on the daily, I get to meet you guys. So thank you guys for making me feel dumber than what I am. <laughs> You're a freaking beast, man. I mean, you do the whole <laughs> show swiping having COVID. I mean, I would be oh, like, no. probably just stuck in bed and like play video games all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just the average Joe. You guys, you guys went to school, and did all the right things, and I smoked weed, and now I'm here being a DJ. You know, enjoy. <laughs> I mean, you pay. Everybody usually pays a tuition for being a DJ as well. So don't, don't, don't fade the DJ education. <laughs> um, so, hey guys, well, I mean, it's really nice to, to hear about your project. Uh, I'm happy that you guys sold out. Um, and it seems like, you know, you you have a, a good educational background that uh, we want to see more of in this space. Um, when it comes to setting up mining rigs, right, uh, what, what sort of things are you mining uh, right now? And what are your plans in the future? So, um, currently, like... As it stands with any mining, when you do cross-comparison between ASIC miners and you look at GPU miners, currently Ethereum 
is the most profitable. But obviously, the proof of stake is going to come, and we know. And even I'm pretty sure the founders are over on Ethereum don't even know when that's going to be implemented for sure. But we're essentially going to capitalize on that for as long as we can before we switch to mining another cryptocurrency like uh, Ravencoin, uh, Monero. This is Octopus One. I've forgotten the name, but there's actually quite a few. Um, alternatives to ethereum that can be mined ethereum classic as well so it's essentially we're going to just focus primarily on ethereum mining at the start and then as you progress all the reinvestment we're going to make is going to be into asic btc miners so that way we're kind of future proofing against the switch like we don't have to invest more than the initial mint funds into any gpus um so yeah like that's uh, that's pretty much what we're going to be mining at the moment lucas do you want to add anything to that I mean, it's, to be honest, like the main thing about like we thought of ourselves, like what do NFT people like? They like cryptocurrencies and like how's the best way to deliver that? Like, hey, what what can we do? And we combine NFT space being a shareholder, like having a fraction of a bigger company. That's why we call ourselves like CFO and CEO, not like to brag, maybe a little bit to brag, like especially to my girlfriend, <laughs> but never, never mind about that, to be honest. But you get the idea. Um, so we're having a small part, in, we have some whales actually, yesterday somebody have like announced he has 50 tools basically, so we have some whales in there too. And with like having fractions of the company, you can like get a monthly income regarding that. Like you get like ETH and we transfer it to like Solana of course, YUSDC, we airdrop it every month and people see it. And uh, we actually, actually want to do two because like it's pretty hard to get like a whole Bitcoin, right? Like Bitcoin is kind of expensive and just holding one is kind of hard. But what we're thinking of uh, with our mining profits, we take some of that and create one of the biggest DAO wallets of cryptocurrencies. We're going to do like a split, probably like 40, 50 percent Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, whatever. And have like one of the biggest allocation of cryptocurrency within the NFT space. It's like a future ideas we have right now with the mining but regarding that uh, we are mining because we are mining rats you know for sure i mean uh coming up from a, like a business standpoint from a i guess from a higher level um with this transition of ethereum to like proof of stake um i mean first of all do you guys believe that proof of stake is the superior alternative to proof of work and then um you know, how do you guys see yourselves positioning your yourselves as a company um, with all these different stakeholders that you have from like the minting of your NFTs uh, when it comes to actually like preparing for the future of blockchain? Right. So our holders and all the stakeholders currently, like if they're going to become a stakeholder in our ecosystem, they would have had to first go out and go out and mint a tool, then go on secondaries and, you know, complete this set of four unique tools. And then after that, go and mint the main collection in July of the rats. And that's all we can really ask from our holders. Like if you if you're, you know, if you're rocking with us, if you're part of the swarm, if you're part of the ecosystem, you're doing that for us then it's in our ethos and in our best interest to look after you. Like, um, we had just had like a role competition as well. So anyone who reached a certain role within the Discord, they got airdropped a, a free tool. So any big cheese in there got a free tool. And we had our first one yesterday. And um, yeah, so with blockchain technologies, I'm sure it's something as well that you can think about and realize that it's, it's ever expanding. Like there's no definitive solution for anything really in when it comes to cryptocurrency and Web3. And I feel like as we... You know, we get the initial investment and we create a steady income stream for the company. We, it's, it's always in our best interest to explore and expand different options, different alternatives that might come out. Like, <laughs> I'll just give you an example. Me and uh, Lucas were talking yesterday and we were looking at Ethereum switching to proof of stake. And we were looking at, so you need 32 Ethereum to be able to stake your Ethereum and become a validator, basically. And we were looking at that and we were looking at the returns and we were laughing at each other with each other like this is this isn't it like compared to mining ethereum this is nothing this is peanuts and it's that kind of like analysis pro approach we're going to maintain especially when we involve the community as well like there's always going to be new coins coming out that can be mined there's always going to be new investment opportunities there's going to be so many things that we can do together as a community and it's that sense of togetherness we really want to push forward and with regards to proof of stake being better than proof of work like <laughs> as a as a sustainable energy engineer um, I'm going to have to say that proof of stake is inherently better. Like I remember reading somewhere that Ethereum's emissions, sorry, the proof of work emissions. So obviously all the CO2 and greenhouse gas emissions associated with mining Ethereum in 2020 was the same amount of emissions as a medium sized country such as Pakistan. So when you look at that, like we're just 
polluting into the world for no reason. Like, obviously, we're going to slowly... I believe that proof of stake is the future. But then at the same time, I believe that there's certain coins and there's certain things that Bitcoin can never become proof of stake. Like, that's just facts. It, it can't. It's, it's, it's not programmed to do that. Ethereum, through great effort and great stress, they're probably just about going to pull it off at the end of this year if they can do that. Big props to them. But ultimately, I think proof of stake is the way forward. But we have to pay homage to the fact that the crypto market was started with proof of work and Bitcoin's always going to remain proof of work. And as long as Bitcoin is, you know, in existence and people are holding it, then there's always going to be a demand for mining. And I feel like that's what we're going to have as like our base income going forward before we innovate and expand. Um, Lucas, you want to add anything to that, bro? I mean, I can give like a short answer regarding that. If you look at proof of like stake, uh, I know a pretty reliable coin. You know, it's Solana. Never had to shut down. Never had any issues. You know, it's it's flawless basically. <laughs> uh, so I'm just like making a little joke about it. But we all know like staking could be the future. No issue about that. Like I think there could be like a future regarding that. But like there have to be like some smarter people than me, than whatever, who can find out like a reliable way to have as many transactions possible with proof of work, you can just like have more miners doing that. So you give them more money. That's why gas prices are higher. I think there should be like some mixture maybe of like proof of stake for like normal capacity, like having like a 2000 per second base, but everything above should be like with proof of work. I don't know if there's any coin doing that basically. I looked a little bit at Ravencoin because they're like, of course, proof of work and they like specialized in transferring huge amounts of money um, and also fast, but they don't have like this mixture of layers. So I'm, I'm really looking at Ethereum because I think even today they have the first test of uh, like mixing proof of the, the merge, actually like a test merge. Yeah, and we will look at that, but I don't have high hopes to like, to like pull it off right now because they will lose a lot of people who are interested in that. Actually, the market cap of if probably fall, but maybe Ethereum NFTs could be a thing again. But who knows? But that was like a, a really long answer to your question. I'm sorry. No, that's a great answer. Um, I, I mean, it's it's great to hear like uh, an engineer's perspective on the whole proof of work versus proof of stake thing. For one, um, I really appreciate that and. And I think it, it's in line with what a lot of people have been telling me. I mean, I've always been, you know, hearing about how Ethereum 2.0 is going to change everything. And then at the same time, we keep hearing these delays saying like, hey, we're going to get it out next fall or then we're going to get it out next spring. And then it's again, we're going to get it out the next fall again, <laughs> you know, and you just have these like delays and delays. Um, but at the same time, like if the technology comes around and it hits, then it's going to be like inevitable that it sort of dominates um, to some extent. And on, on that front, I mean, it's, it's really good that uh, you guys have a, a plan to transition into more ASIC miners for Bitcoin. Now, in terms of like the actual like financial model that you guys have, uh, what are you guys looking at in terms of revenue, uh, in terms of like Ethereum mining in the short term? And then like, um, will you be able to sell those miners or like transition those miners into actually mining Bitcoin later down the line in order to save costs? Like uh, what, what's like the roadmap and uh, like broken down a little bit? I mean, that's that's my favorite question. I mean, that's the only reason my for my existence at this company as a CEO, you know. <laughs> so I really like this question, actually, like, with my background, actually, because I'm a master of accounting and finance and also, like, still working in the corporate life as in-house consultants for, like, works, dreams and calf hours and finance aspects. So regarding your question with all the numbers rolling around, um, it's pretty easy. Actually, we also dropped a white paper regarding this. So if you want to have more deep dive in that, if I speak too fast or not detailed enough, you can have a look at that. But we think with like towards our first initial investments with like the mint funds we get, we're looking at probably like 200 to 250 like conservative profit per year, like thousand, two hundred and fifty thousand profits per year um, as we speak, which we will probably like forty-five percent will be like given back straight to our holders, but fifty percent will go straight into more, more miners because we want to mine more because like want the bigger output of our reinvestment. There's actually a pretty good graph in our white paper that shows like 
how our ETH that we mine per month for payout rises like exponentially over the 10, first 10 months, basically. 10 months, keep it in space, not years, months. And while we also like reinvest royalties, investments, and also, of course, with initial mint funds having GPUs minus, we already have, as we have some connections within like Germany, where I'm from, or Dubai, where like um, Zane has a lot of connections, actually. We also have customers, like people who have like thousands of bucks, like 200, 200,000 bucks lying around who want to invest in cryptocurrencies, but they don't want to maintain a farm, don't want to get into the space. They just, hey, here's the money, buy the GPUs, get me some cryptocurrencies, whatever, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever you want, and take your cut, basically. And from there, we have like probably like a few customers within the two, three first months of our company getting in, we buy their GPUs or probably even ASIC Bitcoin miners and we have a cut of like 10, 15, maybe even 20% of the profits after cost, of course, which we also give back to our holders. So we add their value with real life customers and also with our like reinvestment of our profits and of course of our like royalties within that. And regarding maybe like more of the financial terms, why we choose Dubai actually and why we go fly somewhere in the desert, there are a few key aspects. One, for example, the Emirates are one of the most advanced um, states or cities actually who are in the cryptocurrency world, to be honest. Um, if you look at Dubai, they're all like focusing on cryptocurrencies. You can even pay stuff for cryptocurrencies. I think Zane like paid our guy, like who's like we working together to get a company set up so we can fly over and just have to sign some stuff. He paid in USDC, like doesn't have to transfer money into his bank account, doesn't have to transfer from Great Britain to Dubai with a bank, all decentralized, just sending the money at a small fee. I think like not even really mentionable. I just had a small fee sent there extra to like convert it back, but I just accepted it. We got a receipt for that. I think it's pretty amazing. And also, like, what's also amazing, to be honest, <clears throat> I don't know if you really looked at the roadmap, but we're not even, like, building one company, but we're building two companies. The first one we're going to do is an NFT company. Yeah, you heard me right. You can get a license to have an NFT company. They recognize NFTs as a real investment. So we thought of that idea, actually, because it's kind of shady. If you go to a different country with, like, 400,000, 500,000 of profits and like hey guys um, i got the money from nft space and i want to invest in you so what we like going to we're going to get the money through our nft company so it's legit money we could take it out of like to the bank account and reinvest it straight up into gpus and ASIC bitcoin miners with of course an escrow system of our lovely cursed DAO, uh, cursed labs and distortion studios who are, like always look an eye on that so we're on the safe side so we don't really we, like, there's no possible way we could rock because we have to ask for permission to get bills whatever so we have like a four i or even like six i version of like looking at the money to go through and with that money we go to another company so that's why we call it like the mutant miner conglomerate actually because it's two companies at least and then we build up in a huge warehouse the ASIC bitcoin miners and like start mining and for two reasons it's extra good dubai doesn't tax anything in the free zone so everything we get is tax free so everything you can see is straight up everything we need like we don't have to pay taxes because we just have license costs which is on like of course um a revenue split or like what we have to pay of course in and also the costs of electricity are dirt cheap because it's it's a desert they have a lot of a lot of electricity through solar panels and also other stuff which we also want to like reinvest into maybe where we just get like solar panels up and running and then have batteries and maybe hydrofuel cells that's why we got saying in there with their smart environment ideas of like getting electricity so we just decrease our costs, increase our profits, and that's basically simple as it is. Yeah, I was reading that NFT company part. I was like, well, but thank you for explaining that. And Melon, um, I know you just moved back to Canada, but we might have to move to Dubai with them. <laughs> oh, well, I don't have to work. I don't have to move to Dubai. I'm pretty sure I could set up a holding company there. <laughs> but uh, like, I mean, it's good that you guys are thinking about this and it, it goes to show that you guys are a little bit more mature than a lot of the other people who are building projects in the space where they don't really think about efficiency. They don't think about maximizing profits and minimizing costs, which is surprising since a lot of these projects claim to be businesses, right? 
Um, but I mean, that's exciting. So ultimately you're looking at, you know, let's say you make, uh, I don't know, $250,000 worth of value in the first year. And then later on you make like 500,000. So then um, if you, I'm, I'm sure you take some sort of overhead, but uh, ultimately like even if the entire 250,000 was distributed among your 3,333 NFTs, that would be around $75, right? It's actually 833 because you have to have a full set of four. Right, right, right. But, okay, yeah, that's right. So it's actually 800 and, okay, so let me divide this by, so let me multiply this thing by four. It will be 300. Take yeah, so, take your time. Yeah, it is 300, so yeah. I was actually looking at that last night, so, and it is on your guys. So I have, it doesn't matter what level of the tools, as long as I hold all, all the different ones. Yeah, one of each. But if you have all silver or all gold, you get like a 1.25 and a 1.5 times multiplier on your passive income share. And we're also looking at ways to incorporate having like a burning mechanism or st additional staking with more rats. And then that would be another way to further increase your passive income share. Okay, so what if I own, what if I own 900 NFTs total, but I have 800 of one of the types? <laughs> then would I just be able to assemble then a you're few freaking of them? Vegan, man. You're freaking then, vegan. And then we'll just, just call you the shovel king. Yeah, shovel king, right? But then would you would you split it among only the full collection that actually is assembled? Because then yeah. I could technically just pay a quarter of the price but get most of the profits. Is that I mean, I mean yeah, is that something you, you guys have thought like, of? It's like a huge whale jumps in, like buys everything off. Like we can't really stop him. You know, why, why we should we stop him? He also has to the same amount of reds, like one full set plus one red. You need at least to get the passive income. You know, like it's you need reds to work for the tools. Like you need the tools to be used. You know, so if you have like a shovel, a minecart, a pickaxe, and a drill, you need one red. So for every full set, you need one red. So I've got. 40 tools, like four sets, basically. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, 10 sets, sorry. 10 sets, you need 10 reds. So you have to be enormous amount of money to spend on that. So we don't really fear that somebody can do that. But I think your point is more like stopping somebody. So like everybody's allocating all the shovels, whatever. But I mean, if we really have like just, I don't know, let's say 100 tool sets, yeah, they get like 100, like, Divided, you know, if you get 100,000 or 200,000 of profits, 200,000 divided by 100, you know, just depending a little bit more of the money, like with the gold or silver or bronze, to be honest. But uh, if you're talking about that, you're right. Yeah, like if I was a whale, that's exactly what I would do. Like literally right now, your floor is like 0.65. I would literally buy every single copy of one of the items, make like a few rats to have a majority share and then literally just you know hey i didn't oh, buy the tools yet belly don't don't disclose right. this stuff yet no but what i'm saying uh, is like me, how would you, buy i want to know i want to know like how would how would you guys respond to something like yeah, that so if it did basically happen? no i think i understand your question right now so you're proposing that if you bought let's say 200 shovels off the floor right now what would happen no what i'm saying is uh would you divide the profits by the existing full set so let's say you have a like four, four tools and then you have a rat. Now that's a complete set. So let's say you have like 200 sets in the market, right? Would you divide the entire profits uh, by like the 200 oh, of the full set? Oh, so you're talking about listed on Magic Eden? Um, no, he's really talking about he's really talking about like if we only have 200 full sets. And yeah, you're, you're correct. We've only divided by 200 people, like only full sets. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Gotcha. Okay. So, I well, I mean, <laughs> so someone, can stop, someone can stop the full sets. Yeah, I mean, like, someone can stop the full major, sets. A major dickhead. <laughs> I mean, I look at one of our biggest followers right now, KP, our big cheese right now. He got like 50, at least 50 tools. So I think it's probably like uh, 12 sets. You can look at him. Like he gets a big share of that, to be honest. <laughs> He's here uh, right now. Oh, KP. <laughs> it's a little shout out to them. Um, also, like additionally, regarding like, oh, if I don't get a tool, what I need, we also have to get like the idea of it's also now like white paper that with our tokenomics, like tokens we have in the Loft ecosystem, maybe you heard of that from Mayer and his uh, new company or his new token, which probably like will be a competitor to Zion, but with more 
real-life utilities, which are our utilities are too, you can forge so-called love uh, tools, to be honest, which are kind of like a like a joker, which you can combine with any other set. Uh, but this number of joker tools are limited. Gotcha. So what you're saying is that not only do I have to propose a uh, something to the Astral's DAO to buy every single shovel out there, but I also <laughs> need to buy these tokens in order to mint all these jokers, right? I mean, it's going to be the biggest... I, I'm just going to send you my contact data and like, just contact me, it's going to work for you, basically. Just come by, like, look at the farm. I'm, I'm all yeah. yours, basically. You know? yeah. <laughs> what's, exactly. what's really I interesting mean, with the uh, joker tool as well is that I want to just add this quickly is that so obviously the uh, we try to limit our shares of passive income so there's only about 833 currently possible and when we're launching the main collection the main collection is about 6000 or 6666 so then instantly there's going to be a massive supply shock of all everyone who mints the main collection to go and get you know go and buy the tools of secondary which is why we're anticipating a, quite a high floor price for the tools when we launch the next collection and one thing as well is that with the Joker tool, it gives people who, you know, maybe they're priced out of the tools, maybe they can't afford a full set of tools when we mint the main collection. It gives them a purpose and something to, to work towards. So they stake their rat, they get their mutant love, and then they, they, then they can go out and buy these Joker tools. And when they buy the Joker tools, then they can start earning passive income. So it's like, it's like a whole like flow diagram all leading to passive income. We're just trying to get as many people on board and as part of the journey as possible to actually get there. So what were you going to say? Yeah, just adding to that actually like look at them if for example look at i know ge or tesla whatever like any big company or apple like if if you are a whale in real life and allocate like a huge amount of like stocks whatever like look at berkshire Hathaway, whatever you get the most of the dividends you know that's that's how it works like most of the like, interest and what we have with the like love tools actually it's like a like new shares giving out like a little split a little bit just a small fraction so new holders can get a little cheaper so they can also get income i think it's a kind of good comparison of you could get it or a good idea yeah yeah i see the, i see the joker tools in your guys white paper and that's a cool idea because like like i said maybe i'm priced out of a certain tool or maybe i have like two collections two full sets and i'm like one short of the third so those two sets could kind of you know earn me my tokens and I just buy you know from my earnings instead of going into the marketplace and buying that exactly. missing tool yeah. and and if you guys want full disc I mean if you guys want send me a little proposal I could put it in the Dow and Astrals and you know we, we can get things going <laughs> Astrals has a Dow where they can invest so if you, if you guys write up a nice sexy proposal full detail I'll put it in for you guys <laughs> Can we get uh, can we get an AMA with Shaq? <laughs> we can try to make it happen. I, I'm still trying to get that. Come on, <laughs> stand alone. No, we no, can compete but... a little bit. <laughs> Maybe no, refer but... like a travel to Dubai for Shaq, like just to show him the Shafan. Actually, uh, Shaq is, I think, going to Dubai in October to do a show for DJ Diesel. So I don't know. Like maybe we can make something happen. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's talk oh, about that's, it afterwards. That's new. But, um, that's juicy. That's pretty juicy. <laughs> pretty juicy, you guys say. Um, nah. <laughs> let me let me think. I mean, so I guess like the the like what would you say like the vital point or like when you consider your like SWOT analysis, right? What would you say like are the major strengths of your organization, like the major weaknesses, and most importantly, like what would you say like the potential threats? Because as an investor especially in like a bear market what i'm interested in is uh will all of these companies be able to survive the bear market and then once the bull market hits then will we be in a position to actually you know make some juicy things happen hello lucas you say this one oh sorry sorry i, I my mute was still off i'm sorry i mean our main strength to be honest is uh it sounds a little cliche but it's our team like we have a diverse group of people people are smart in real life and people are smart in nft world no offense but like these two type of people to be honest and we also allocated more people who are well known in the space and well known like with like other types of people so we connect and like have some more synergy and have more smart people in our like inner circle 
Uh, we also have a great advisory, like we are customers, but also like partners with the Sorcian Studios, with Meder, uh, I think founder of Curse Labs and DJ Munchies, whatever. Like he is like the entrepreneur, like uh, a really smart guy um, who like helps us a lot. And he's like working with us. So he's like, also part of our whole company too. So he's like, you get him in with you five of us. And of course, I think it speaks for itself. Our blue chip are, I mean, look at the drills. They're only tools. And if you look at the rats who are more like unique and have more flaws and then like more like you can identify with them, that's pretty dope. Like, and also like look at the tools itself being fully animated. I think that's one of a kind. So that's like with the strength of that regarding that. Uh, weaknesses, you actually like talk about one of the biggest. Like we are right now in the freaking bear market. We got a lot of stuff on, we got like Ukraine, we got like the whole interest rates rising up, we got the crypto market being rumbling, and um, it's it's not looking good so far. I mean, you can also look at that in the NFT space, a lot of new, like, people showing up, a lot of people like trying to make quick money and just to create a lot of hype and then just wreck basically without being doxing. Um, also regarding like just want to flip and have a quick profit because like Solana's are cheap and want to do it in there. And what also what we think of, like they don't understand the real life revenue, like real life value of our company right now. I mean, look at like some high project that just like, oh, we're going to do merchandise. Are we going to have like a liquidity pool with our staking? Hadi, hadi, hadi. I mean, it's uh, it's copy and paste like any other project, to be honest. Like there are just a few who really like do it really right. And what we do is like, we want to show you like it's going to work in the real life. This real life cash flow is going into the space, basically. And... That's why we try to combat the whole thing. We start more focusing on the community. I think we're like always chilling in general, so you can just pop up and like talk to us. I also participate in every game, to be honest, because I'm a little gamer rat. Uh, <laughs> just like be a part of community. People ask there are actually more questions, to be honest, in AMAs because they can they see a real human, to be honest. That's why we want to do first. And also one of the biggest parts is like doxing, 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 doxing. Like we doxed first of all with like Curse Labs, with Distortion Studios. Like they know our passport, they know like our face, they know everything about us, to be honest. Like they, they're all good. We have the escrow system. So every money we make goes into our account where we have to sign off and tell them, hey, we need the money for that. Hey, we need the money to pay that. So we always have a reason behind the stuff. We take out the money. That's one of the big things. And also we have like now free social media accounts um twitter instagram and tiktok to be honest because like i don't know why people like it so we go there and starting probably with next week or in two weeks to be honest when we fly down to dubai we're gonna like take you on a journey and show you around hey hey that's our like new office probably oh hey look at the warehouse we're gonna build it up or we're gonna set up the company right now and look at us like they can see us feel us and know us to be honest and like show we a little thing and that's what we try to show with our like small mints like with only 0.6 one sorry 0.169 mint price which was like seven bucks at a time so everybody could mint and try it out and find out what's good what's not good and like slowly show them hey we're real we're not rugging we're like going forward we're creating more stuff we're creating more um community-based reality for you like we got a good alpha hunter we like kinder a carpet from like fun guys to be honest like he's doing great jobs in our DAO right now and also getting new whitelists getting great uh, collabs doing all the game stuff we have a Valorant tournament right now on Friday um, and there's going to be more and more stuff about that so let's try to combat our weaknesses with our strength we have right now so it's a little cliche but it's true <laughs> anything to add Zane? Oh, I want to say I'm really proud of you, man. You just said that so nicely. It's everything I want to say. <laughs> First AMA, like that was that was insane, bro. Well done. But yeah, you could be I'm blushing. Yeah, I got a lot of reps in, eh? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when you said 0.169 soul, I was I was starting to think like, oh, that's about like a 16 cents soon enough. But no, hopefully soul <laughs> keeps its price. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Oh man, hopefully, man. Ah. But yeah, so you guys minted at actually 0.169. That's great, man. You guys are you guys are five x already. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's crazy, and that's why like, we try to spread the word. To be honest, like right now we're still cheap, but 
a lot first mentors got the first like real profit to be honest like, that's something we add there too like a lot of projects like look at us oh we will like perform well because of below one soul but it's not true like we all did like four or five times the price you know yeah and actually i've noticed that people don't really recognize that <laughs> in this space which is really funny um this is a little bit of a leeway but like for example i don't know mecha frogo it was like 0.49 and then it went down to like 0.3 even and then now it's like five or even higher and then you know some people actually still come in and complain and then astral's minted out at two and then it hung around at like above 10 for a long time and then people were still complaining um I guess it's because a lot of people came in after the fact, but uh, yeah, that's just this space. But if your if your community is like healthy and uh, you know they're happy with the the floor price being higher, then good on you guys. It it gives a lot of confidence to a team when when they can build and they can actually like increase the floor price. As as silly as it is, as as completely you know arbitrary that fucking floor price number is, um, it is such an important metric. In, in our space and uh good on you guys for for keeping that up and we also look as also like how many tools are listed right now we're like i know like not high like i think like 250 290 are only listed right now so people like hoarding them right now i mean it's also a good sign to be honest regarding that and maybe with the aspect of our community being healthy we have like a smaller like community circle where we ask the most active people and they're like hey what's your opinion on the white paper right now so we dropped actually white paper this morning in european time to them like hey whenever look discuss with them like tell us like what we can do better and they pointed some things out like hey can you just stress this more out hey can you change a little bit and like i think that's pretty helpful like we like organically growing our whole community not like paying i don't know 200 bucks just for bots streaming our discord it looks active but it's really active you know and not like paying like i don't know twitter posts like oh we have like 30,000 100,000 twitter followers where like i don't know 5,000 bots in there or like 50,000 bots like we have only like a small community where you actually said to like people who dig in look in our white paper and they see hey they're real look at our docs and stuff we got on social media go into our you know our seventh ama we're talking about the same stuff just with more progress and alpha they're real and they allocate their tools and with the main men getting the rats they're going to be the biggest holders you know and they're going to like know they get a lot of money so i don't know kp getting one time like we pay him like a full salary one month like like that's something real you know so what what made you guys choose i i believe you say your tokenomics is outsourced correct we are like combined with outsource we're like within the ecosystem okay so you just got integrated what made you guys choose that over just creating your own um your own tokenomics well we initially had like um yeah so we initially had a lot of support from our course consultants and when we were deciding to launch the project design we were they were currently under the umbrella of zion and we were going to join the umbrella of zion as being you know their partner project but what after like some careful deliberation skylar calls me up one day and he's like um you know he's not he's on a mad one he's just running running and he's basically saying that you know cat cartel are behind zion and at the early stages of zion they didn't manage it properly they were more looking towards expansion rather than regulation and that's something very important you've got to do with tokenomics. So they were looking at expanding. And now what that's caused to happen is if we were to launch and be with Zion as, a, you know, be a Zion tokenomic provider, we would actually have to be forced to cut emissions. And so Skylar was talking to me and he was like, like, you guys haven't even launched yet and we're going to be required to cut your emissions. And my curse lab staking hasn't even begun yet. And we're going to be required to cut our emissions as well if we stick with Zion. And I feel like he saw the potential in Zion, like he saw the benefit of Zion, and then he but he realized it was flawed. And that was mainly at the early development stages. So looking back, what he decided to then do is create his own tokenomics. And he's very well connected. And he's already like, you know, he's already trying to bridge the gap between crypto and the real world. And by introducing something that he has full, you know, power over, full control over, like he can do it to, you know, he can pull it off perfectly. And we've got some of the best tokenomics professors in the country and like, what we're doing what we're building up with love is bigger than our project is bigger than curse labs it's bigger than mutant love and it's, it's you know hopefully it's going to become inshallah i should say like it's going to become a really big ecosystem where you know it's, we, we're witnessing mass adoption we're witnessing like 
people going to restaurants and paying in love and to be a part of that now at this early stage can be very very beneficial so it just comes down to believing in it and it saves us a lot of like issues as well because like when you consider like our project most projects then have to go out and look at us look for a staking site they have to look at you know incorporating utilities incorporating online utilities and what love does is there's a singular website that's going to be released where there's going to be love games there's going to be love casinos love raffles and this is for every project in the umbrella so us alpha pharaohs curse labs that we all get to participate we all get to make use of this one staking site and by streamlining the process i feel like it allows us to focus more on our real world developments and with any project within the umbrella as well they're all going to be you know real world orientated so they're going to be focusing on their real real world developments and then they look back and their love and their staking side is pretty much taken care of so i feel like it was more of like an executive decision but it's something that we we're wholeheartedly behind so yeah lucas do you want to add anything to that bro I mean, we're like real, like a small settling, like being in the, under the cover of like a bigger project, to be honest. And what we also considered of like within this whole structure, we all connected. So every project has some finance guy, every project has some operative guy, an executive guy. And I already had some meetings like with other, like with our people within the whole ecosystem, also with the main guy, with the main economics guy. And what we can achieve, we can always stabilize the whole ecosystem like look at terror look at all the fails they see like oh one dollar is not one dollar anymore oh that's bad shit you know and with love to be honest like we are like creating something like a umbrella like a, like a shield to cover everything up so nobody can really dump the whole ecosystem so let's look for example we have some huge crash whatever and everybody tries to dump love we have like real life fundings backing up and saying hey everybody's gonna spend fifty thousand dollars on love to cover it up like to to get everything back and going like no like no man behind and if you're alone it's pretty hard to do that like you have like 150,000 right now lying around you know uh but if like have five projects everybody like getting five fifty thousand in they always have ammunition going on like always doing stuff and like most of the project I think like 90 percent 99 percent of the project within love are going to have like real life utilities so if you look at love you can like book um, Airbnbs you can pay with like in restaurants with them they're gonna expand to Europe right now actually that's some offer for you there and also with us you can like pay with our mutant love with the, some sort of like derivate of the real love and you can pay us with that to get first of all like of course raffles I don't really like raffles but also the games and also like um, GPUs you can pay us in that love token or in the mutant love token you stake and you get like a real GPU or even an ant miner, Bitcoin miner that only mines for you with the profits, of course. Like you get the profits, we do the maintenance, we do everything else. So that's what you can do. And that's why it's so critical that you like stake your reds, for example. So you like, you like, you get some reds, you stake them. And like after a few months, you just give us the money, basically. And we buy an ASIC Bitcoin miner, having all the ca costs up for you. You have a little dashboard where you can see, your, for example, your miners running for yourself. So even so you don't get the cut of the with your tools because you came in too late to the party, there's still some buying pressure, like buying reason to get this, like the rats, because like you just stake them, you have real life utilities from them, and we have a lot more upcoming, like, or you don't trust up with the maintenance, or just buy from them, we're gonna ship them to you, or we're gonna have some real life, like raffles with them, like, oh, what we fucked off, like actually one of the first pitches we had off, like raffle like silver coins or like real life currencies whatever like with the rats on like some i don't know 500 worth of silver with the rat on like ship it to you there it goes you won the raffle congrats so that's some like cool stuff we already planned for that well i mean i think it's a great idea just having a, a coin that is used as a medium of exchange rather than something that's a little bit more uh single soul project based is always it's always good because you because honestly, like, there are enough currencies out there. If you're going to create your own, you better have a plan for it. Um, and if you don't have a plan for it, then I mean, join an ecosystem that already has a plan for it, where you, your token can kind of smoothly integrate. And I think that's a good deal for everybody. Um, speaking of like websites, um, did you know that if you click your, the website link on Magic Eden for Mutant Minor Rats, it takes you to a site to buy Viagra? <laughs> it's still up there oh man <laughs> I mean it's a little commercial we have to pay you know I'm just kidding uh -oh. man. <laughs> uh, 
In all seriousness, though, like um, we've um, so basically what happened was we had an issue with our domain because we recently revamped our website because we've been around for time. So the website before was a bit lackluster. Since the revamp, I don't know what the issue is, but um, did you check like today if it's still um, if you know if the issue is still there? Yeah, I just clicked it right now. It's uh, it's taking me to buy Viagra using my credit card. Hopefully in, the next, <laughs> hopefully in the next 24 hours that will get fixed. It's, it's, it's funny this has happened. Like, no one in the team can pinpoint what it is. So we're just going to switch over to a new domain and launch on that. So that, that will be sorted out in the next like, 24, 48 hours. Yeah, I, no, think Mal- I, I'm, I was just trying to pull your guys. I was trying to stress you guys out a little bit. I think Bella was imagining you didn't try to overtake KP spot. <laughs> yeah, trying to buy all those shovels, man. Oh, man. But no, I, I really do appreciate the, the sort of efforts that you guys have put in. And I like the plan that you guys have. I like I like you guys as people. It uh, seems like you got a really good team. And that's all you can really ask for. A good team, a good plan, um, a good track record to back it all up. And uh, a sense of humor. So not only are you guys building two separate companies, you guys are also going to incorporate a game? Yes, sir. Um, I think it's a favorite topic of Zane, to be honest, because like we were thinking about games and like I was lying in bed, like uh, talking to my girl and like watching my phone and right up like it was like 1 a.m. basically and Zane called me like when like he was like crazy, like the type of crazy if you want to steal the declaration of independence from America, basically crazy. And he, I think he can explain the best way <laughs> what the game is. Yeah. So in addition to the, the the actual like you know the high thrill like RPG games, we're gonna have an open world game that loves developing. And we're gonna have like a racing game that loves developing, and obviously like some gambling games as well. So in addition to all that, like we needed to have like a use case, something that was really unique for our project. And we were trying to like we were thinking about it and we we're trying to incorporate rats and we we're trying to incorporate mining and we tried we we thought about like how can we gamify this concept. And uh, it came to me, literally, I called this guy up and I was like, you know what? Rats like to chew cables and we need cables for mining. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, this is this sounds like a good enough idea. And so we went with it and we developed it. So essentially the game, what it is going to be is you have to pay 10 mutant love to enter. It's going to be hosted once a week and it's going to be live. So when you load the game, you look at the screen, there's going to be about four to five different cables, probably four. And then you pick one of the four cables uh, three of the four cables are live and they, you know, that will electrocute your rat. One of the cables is not disconnected. And if you select the disconnected cable, you move to the next round. So once you're in the next round, if you select the wrong cable as well, you can, there's an option to pay 10 mutant love and you, you know, you get another life. So that's again, just new ways to use our mutant love. And eventually after about anticipating about seven, eight, nine rounds, and um, then we're going to be left with one lucky, lucky rat who's managed to guess correctly or has enough mutant love to, <laughs> to actually, you know, keep guessing correctly. And when that happens, um, we might cap the mutant love at three. That's not undecided yet, three lives. But when that happens, um, they actually win a hosted GPU. And Lucas briefly explained it before, but with our whole MMR hosting business venture, we're going to be taking clients investment and we're going to be giving back 75% of the profits to the clients and keeping 25% and distributing that amongst our holders. So what they essentially win is a free investment. So we buy the GPU for them and we host it. And what we do by this is we, we're demonstrating our hosting services, even though you know we're already going to be doing that. But this is demonstrating it to our web free audience. This is demonstrating it to our community. And within the community as well, we're going to be looking for investment from whales, from holders, from other projects as well. But if other projects are out there, we obviously will work out some, some kind of reduced rate. But a lot of projects struggle backing up the LP of their token. And if we can, you know, if they spend like a quarter of their mint funds and we buy like Bitcoin miners, their LP is always going to be replenished for the next like five to 10 years of however long that miner lasts. And um, yeah, so it's, it's actually like a really good mechanism from which we can actually gamify everything, bring the whole community together and demonstrate what we're trying to do in the real world. And I feel like, um, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Actually, I don't know why I'm speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. No, like I said, you guys sent me a, a nice um, pitch proposal and I can put it in. <laughs> the Astros down. They have a lot of money sitting there waiting to be invested. I got you guys. Or just buy your, you guys can buy an Astro and put it do it yourself too. What's uh, the <laughs> um, Astro? What is it? I don't even look anymore. Seven, eight. Not too bad. I can see it. 
I mean, I still have two freaking t- tombstones who really don't really perform, and I think an NFT who sh- has shock on. And I, I closely like a few weeks ago, I finished uh, Fresh of the Boat. For people who don't know that, shock is a big role in there. He often appears in the show. I mean, that's that's pretty promising. Maybe I'll flip my two tombstones for the, for a loss and buy into asteroids. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, but. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, this, is, <laughs> this isn't an astral space, guys. Come on, nine. Let's yeah. not let's not shell astrals anymore. We don't need it. I'm, um, I'm just trying to post a, a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my fault. Uh, but nah, hey, guys, I, I like it, their whole game idea, man. It's it's really cool. Yeah. The just I I always enjoy talking to builders in this space that have things to talk about, you know, and and it's it's really. I'm really glad that we have people like you guys uh, in our ecosystem. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. But yeah, as we, as we wrap this up, guys, um, Melon has, you know, the big wigs and not to pitch Astrals again, but Astrals to meet with. Um, but yeah, if you guys, as we close out, do you guys want to have um, any closing statements, anything, information you want to give to the public or to the audience? You know? Yeah. So something we we're actually doing, which is a bit differently, which is not something you see too often. And we actually got this idea f- through onboarding our new uh, marketing specialist. He was here before, but he, he had to go, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so one thing we're doing is we're hosting a thread competition. And we're trying to explore like the more of like a Cubist collective kind of approach. And um, yeah, so we're essentially launching the white paper, waiting for the website to get fixed. Once the website's fixed tonight, we're going to post it on Twitter. And going on from that, we're going to launch a collection, uh, sorry, launch a competition where anyone and literally anyone can join in they have to write a thread about the white paper what they've thought about it what they like best about it and then we're going to select about three or four winners to receive um, a tool so essentially we're, we're, we're off we're hosting a giveaway for engagement and um yeah so that's something we're doing so anyone here in the audience right now wants to go out and just get their pens out and start writing anything really about the white paper obviously we haven't posted it on twitter yet but when we do that you know the chance there to win some free tools Cool. I thought I, you guys had a good tag team going on. I thought Lucas was going to hop in right after. You guys have been tag teaming it pretty great today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. But yeah, like I said, um, uh, no offense to this, but I kind of, I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie Willard, but that's how I kind of see you two right now. Willer? Yeah, Willard. If you ever seen it, it was an older movie about back in the 2000s about a guy who controlled rats. Check it out. <laughs> Check it. The dude looks creepy. It's a, it's a, it was a weird movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's how I see you guys. Picture you guys. <clears throat> but thank you guys for your guys' time. Thank you for being on today and and kind of you know diving in deep into your guys' project with myself and Melon. But um, yeah, thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of Kyobo Genesis Trial by Fire. Today we had mutant rat or mutant minor rats on, and they great they gave us some great information, great detail. And if you like what they were talking about, they are a Magic Eden. And if you guys like the show, we are also on Magic Eden, kind of with Genesis and Mutant Minor Rats. Go check them out. Join the Discord. They have Valorant Tournament Friday coming up. So if you're good in the game, unlike me, go test your luck. Guys, thank you. That's our last show of the week. We will be back Monday, and we have some great guests coming up next week. Everybody have a good rest of your week. As always, stay safe. Nice, man. We appreciate it so much. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye. Get you well soon, man. <laughs> I'll try. Love. Right. Yeah. Take care, Nine. Take care, man. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Kaibu Genesis Trial by Fire. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please check out our socials down in the description. And as always, stay safe, friends.